Hey everyone, welcome back to another Force by the Fireside here with Geektopia Island. I'm Kevin. I'm Trevor. I'm Cardwell. Uh, today on this episode, we're here just talking about the new GPs. It's been a week, it's been a little bit. It was a little crazy last week, some stuff happened, but we're here, we're here to talk about it. And uh, we're going to get back into it again. So, so a lot of news has changed in the Force of War community this week. It's actually been pretty awesome. Uh, we found out some more GPs are happening. We found out about the GP that just happened and who won, and we're going to talk about all that. Um, we're going to have a fun little argument session. You'll, you'll, you'll hear that. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then we're going to talk about our favorite cards in the new set. So first, we're just going to delve into the GPs because that's, that's the big new hot thing. I mean, we just got done with uh, GP Minnesota. At Svetlana's place. You mean so GP Minnesota? Yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, but the the person that won that was John Paul, and he won with Gil. Gil's still strong. Still Sadly, one of the yes. best old rulers to date. Oh yeah. Overall, it was a really good turnout. I think they had like nine. What? How many people? Ninety or a hundred people? Ninety is crazy. It was either 92 or 99, one of those two. Yeah. Uh, it seems decent. Like There's a lot of newer uh, rulers playing there, but top eight was a little weird. A little wonky. In my opinion. Yeah, the top eight was crazy. There's three AUs, which kind of blew my mind, because AU, like, like we talked Never. about that one time. She's one of those things you have to make sure you're prepared for, even if you don't uh-huh. want to be, because she just shows up and she's like, oh, you're dead. Yeah. And this proved that because there's three of them in top eight, which I hadn't seen that in a minute. Yeah. Kind of rough getting up there in top eight. But as the joke's been going around, no AU has, I don't, I don't think there has been an AU that has won. A <laughs> so it's kind of bad. It's like the, the ruler yeah. that could, it, it keeps trying. It keeps trying and get there, but it's not able to go it's not able to get past the gill yeah. in the room. Yeah, because gill's going to be in top eight. There's at least going to be probably one gill if he's playing. Like, because uh-huh. gill just—it's just a super strong and solid deck. I mean, it does so much for you. Uh, but there was—I know there was a Kyrick in top eight. There's a Brunhild, a gill, or two gills, I think, and then three AUs, and I'm missing somebody. Uh, you said. Two Brunhilds, one Kyrick, right? Oh, two Brunhilds. Okay. I didn't know the There's no Brunhild. Lucifer? No. There were no. 13 Lucifers that played, but there was no no Lucifers in top eight, which is kind of weird. Oh, wow. I yeah, thought was... Lucifer would at least got top eight. So did I. It was pretty wild to watch. And shout out to the three people there playing Freyla. Y'all should have won. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for Just you. Just straight up. It's all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, straight up. Freyla is Bela. So we know this. So do you think AU dominates Lucifer? And maybe that's why what happened is that more AU showed up this I, time. Personally, I kind of think so because AU doesn't have to worry about like AU does stack their hand, yes, but they can judgment on turn two and not really care. Yeah. Always love those balances about like what wins what. And what can crush what if one shows up more than the other? Kind of like the balance of nature, right? 
If yeah. one animal gets thrown in too much time or one gets taken out too much, like nature just balances itself out. And oddly enough, that's where we're at right now. Yeah. So I those just that played... now noticed something that's interesting. What? There were four AU decks in the entire tournament. <laughs> Three of them got top eight. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Sad to the that one fourth person that didn't get top eight. Right. That's all right. It happens. Mm-hmm. But like the thing I'd seen today on one of the posts, it talked about the uh, this GP and like the meta we're in right now is very similar to the meta with the red green Prissia. Because yeah. she, so you just change Prissia to Gil. So there is the big deck that can stomp everybody down really hard, and that's Gil. And he's supposed to be able to beat all the terrible, like the bad decks, like the ones that I play, and like the the silly shoes, the silly crap, the the just like random decks. Gil is tailor made to be able to beat those easily, just because it's so it's it's a solid enough and like synergistic enough deck to be able to not care what you're doing. Yeah, you just flip on the machine. And then it just does its job. Yeah. And it can beat most of the little, like, quote-unquote bad decks. Yeah. Whereas a bad deck is able to beat the deck that's tailor-made to beat the guild deck. Which is kind of, like, in a weird way, it's an AU. AU is able to beat guild easily enough because it can just one-shot them. But they can't really deal with a bad deck that easily. I, it's it's crazy how it works, but that's that's the big thing I saw. That it's, like, a weird little triangle yeah i don't know i'm still always going to play bad decks because i just i enjoy playing what i want to build and they're not necessarily bad but in the meta terms they're bad and especially if you can just straight up blindside most of the people because they're not prepared for it yeah yeah that that is the one thing that the 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 homebrew decks have over the others is they're they're brewed they're not online not easily so you get all the extra cards. You get all the little random tech cards that nobody sees coming uh-huh. to just sideswipe somebody with. Sometimes those random cards win you the game. Yeah. But you got to be able to deal with the big cards like Gil, like all of his elementals, and all of his silly stuff. But that's that's really about it on that GP. The, like, the deck was really cool. The top deck, it was it was your central Gil deck. It has the... All the elemental packages, the leaf paladins, the leaf. He ran the main board leaf assassins, which is pretty wild to me because I always seen those dudes in the board. I've been seeing that a lot more recently just because it's a straight up another creature kill. Uh, it hits and a J, it's too. A J kill. Yeah, yeah, which is what they need because if anyone is like playing darkness sideboards in their lich, they can just kill it with a leaf assassin. Yeah, and this one runs the black green gill over a Karura, so you can get more uh... value. Yeah, yeah, I think black green gill is better because he does he does give you the mana you need when you need it. Mm-hmm. And it just I think it works better. But otherwise, this is just your uh, staple little green gill deck, really. He has a lot of stones, but you can go get them with absolute awakening, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, well, the reason for the 20 stones is so they have a 
better chance of getting a green stone turn one instead of a darkness stone turn one. Because if they get mm -hmm. darkness stone turn one, they basically lost. Because they are severely off tempo. Yeah. They don't gain their free extra stone and so forth, so on. So if you ever play against a guild deck, you always want to like pray that they get a darkness stone. Yeah. Then you're good. Yeah, because turn one they want the green stone for the absolute awakening to go get the black stone out. That's their whole purpose. Yeah. And if they go second, they're already like two mana ahead of you, basically. Yeah. It's pretty silly. Like Gil isn't I don't know. It's not necessarily hard to play. Like the idea is easy to, to learn. Uh huh. But it's hard to master. Yeah. Put it that way. Because it's got a lot it's got a lot you have to pay attention to. But if you know what's in your deck, that deck isn't that hard to deal with. Or hard to play because you know what you can yeah. go get when you need to go get it. Yeah, it, you literally just build a toolbox deck. You have yeah. you, this is the deck you play one of because you can go get them. Yeah, and no one can stop you. It's crazy. Cause... But definitely, well, go ahead, well, Cardinal. Sorry. Well, it, it's crazy that it almost feels like we've talked about this ad nauseum with Gil, right? <laughs> Every single yeah. podcast we've done, it's just Gil. He wins. We explain why, and it's just like, I don't know. What is there to do to stop this? I actually feel like it's more going more closer towards the uh, Shahrazad meta. It's not as oppressive because there are lots more decks in top eight, but I think it's similar or getting closer to it, just for the amount that it can oppress you. Because there are that's, cards that's that can help it, that can go against it in decks, but. It, it like Shahrazad's very toolboxy as well. Yeah, because they had the like pretty much divinity or the story chance in their side in their side deck. So they're kind of a toolbox deck. They're both the same, and basically everything almost has quick cast. Yeah. If you want to look at it like that. Yeah. So I think it's closer to Shahrazad than anything. I'll agree with that. But what I won't agree with is what. This is the next thing. So to deal with Gil, I think if, if they do ban a card, which I don't know if they will just because we're, we're so close to the next rotation, I don't know if they'll take the time for it. And there's well, like three when they ban a card, Yeah, but when they ban a card, they normally ban it with, say, release. But that was with the older company. Are they going to do that or keep up to date with the ban list with the new company? That's that's difficult to say. Yeah. But if they do need a bandit card to make Gil like still semi okay, but I think it was still it would crush Gil honestly totally if they banned Leaf Paladin. In my opinion, Gil kinda dies if Leaf Paladin gets banned. Because that deck doesn't have a way to get all five of your leaves in your hand or all four of your leaves in your hand just in that one turn. Yeah, that dude is insanely and just yeah, I agree. That dude's insane. Leaf Paladin is bad, it's oppressive, but I don't think that's the card that, if if you're wanting to ban a card, let's hit a card that actually is oppressive or cross-wide, that'll actually still put a dent to Gil, but doesn't immediately kill him. I'm thinking you should just ban the Lorite, because when you ban the Lorite, that bans him in any of the wind deck. Wind has been a problem for several years. 
and they have too many powerful and oppressive cards. Lorette's one. Gil always gets him back. Always gets him. Make sure that whatever they need, they make sure you don't get. And if they ban Lorite, that changes the meta even more because it becomes less dependent or worrisome that your opponent's going to be playing Wind. Because then the decks can be more diverse. And there's so many counters for every other card. Every other, yeah, every other worrisome card in the sets. He's a, it's a dead card to me. It's a card that doesn't need to exist anymore. I mean, I agree to a point, but he has his place to stop the, the like, few things he does stop. And, like, I've seen Loran in the decline of being played. He's, like, either a 2 of or a 3 of now, not a strict 4 of, because you don't need that many of them anymore. Well, if you're playing Gil, you don't play a 4 of because you have 6 of them in your deck. I'm not saying play Gil. I'm talking, like, other decks only play, like, 2 or 3 of them. Yeah, Because you don't need them for weird. that, like, one-time thing. But to me, it always seems like they always have them. Even if they play two, they always have those two in their hand somehow. Well, I mean, that's how it always works. Like, that's any card game. You're like, oh, you have that in your hand. Of course you do. True. But, like, as a Amol player for a little bit, every time I played against Gil or Green, I just felt like I was shorted. Like, I didn't feel like I could play the game because uh-huh. of Lorite. Just because, like... Yeah, Lorite... Stuff that makes your deck special, you can't do because Lorite stops it. And it's not yeah. like, was it Abdul, where he's there and then yeah. you can kill it? Lorite's just uh, on the corner, like around the corner to stab you in the back any chance you get. <laughs> you know? So yeah. you, you can't do anything with it unless you play black to discard. I don't know. I always felt like it's too oppressive. In every which way or form. Yeah, I don't understand why the Force Will Company made these Divinity Rulers that all have activated or entered the ability effects for a majority of them and let Lorite run free. Because that pretty much destroys every single one of them. Yeah. It doesn't destroy Chimimi because hers is a static effect. But if I'm not mistaken, the rest... It literally shuts them down. It makes them to where they're pointless. Yeah. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I still think Lorit still has a place, but he's only like a two of now, so I'm not really that worried about it anymore. What what would you but, what would ramp up wildly if you think Lorit was banned? If Lorite got banned, yeah. I think Kirik would be even stronger. Because there's literally other ways, no other way to stop Kirik that easily. Yeah, I can see that. Kirik um, being that powerful. And I think, I think that would make Lucifer take the the high end of it. Would be either it would either make Lucifer or Brunhild skyrocket in playability on being the top. Because Hanzo, if if he loses Lorite, that deck doesn't become nearly as strong. No, they have to rebuild him and rethink of him. It'll still be a good deck and still yeah. be usable. Yeah, Hanzo will still be good and still be used, but he won't be as strong because they don't have the 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 the, the goodness that is Lorite. And if Lorite does get banned, it changes every green deck ever because Disciples goes away too. Because that dude's not worth it, really. Yeah, no, not at all. No. 
card probably shouldn't have been printed. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there because that card is insane for three mana Agreed. with the Laura. You're just like oh, I have a nine nine with everything because three by itself with need. all those abilities. So it's a very balanced card. It's really good. Add in a one drop that's literally in every green deck. You made a a busted card that's like beyond busted. Yeah, I feel like I don't feel like Kirk's gonna skyrocket that bad. Like he'll have a easier chance. But I just don't feel like Lorite is that much of a penalty to it. Yeah, Lorite can stop the 10 counters on Lorite at the beginning of the game. But as long as you kill all of his dudes or out-aggro him, I think Black's going to win. But see, that, that's what you just said. Like, stops Kirik for his 10 counters. The one thing that makes him special, you can't play your deck. Yeah. yeah. And that's what so that I... makes me sad. I don't know. Like, I, I agree to a certain extent, but if we're just trying to shut down Gil, then I think it needs to be Leaf Paladin. Or Absolute yeah. Awakening. One of the two. Those, either one of those would shut down Gil a lot. I would laugh if they actually ban Absolute uh, that, It would awareness. be pretty funny. It's Absolute Awareness, right? Yeah, Absolute Awareness. I, I'm trying to put Ultra Awakening and Absolute Awareness together, so yeah. my bad. Hilarious. Because that shuts down their mana ramp. It yeah, literally yeah. knows them. They have an extreme difficult time playing Gil. They'll go straight to Karuya after that. But it'll slow them down. But I don't think it'll slow them down enough. It'll just make them have a much harder game. So you have to think even more to play a Gil deck. So it might be worth the long run, but I'm still on the Van Lorite. And while you're at it, why not just ban Leaf Pound and just to guarantee <laughs> he's put... So a just kill Gil like that in just, the ground, just boom. Yeah, that just literally gone. stakes Gil into the ground. Oh, Gil, you want to be played? No, go. I and mean, they did it with Shahrazad, right? They just banned Shahrazad. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're not really wrong, but like, I'm all know. for banning Gil. Just straight up banning <laughs> just... right? and Gil together. Perfect. Lorite and Gil. Oof. Yeah. Wow. I feel like that would show the weakness of the company. <laughs> they did both. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think that's what they're worried about right now because of all the current things going on. I think it's the least of their problems. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Uh, well, send us a message on Twitter, guys, if you which one do you think should be banned? Leaf Paladin or Lorite? Are you are you team Trevor? Right. Or are you team Kevin? Or would you like just every card in Gil to be banned? You, that's an option too. Just Gil himself. <laughs> just to get out of here. Or Team Cardwell with Gil himself. Let us sure. Know. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the third, the third podium. <laughs> I'm like Joe no, Biden. I'm just there. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So we'll move on from him. We talked enough about Gil. I'm over him. Yep. So other GP news, some pretty good news has happened. So GPs are now, there's, there's three of them in Canada this year, which is pretty cool because they hadn't had them in a minute. There's one on May 25th in Ontario, I do believe. And it is a non-paid invite for first. There's one on June 29th in Montreal. It is a paid invite. And the last one in Canada this year is in August so 17th in Toronto. So, 
So yeah, I think it's gonna be really good that they have those because they haven't had them in a minute. And I know there's a pretty good scene up there, but nothing like crazy. Yeah. But maybe now with this news, it, it could start becoming crazy. Yeah, it, it'll be giving them that. The other reason it's really good right now is because it shows that the company is trying to do more because these are yeah. these were stated from the company. Even though they yeah. didn't like give us like a press release or anything, they just were like, oh, hey, here's these. I it's weird how they do things, but I'll let it I'll let that slide. Yeah, yeah. this is actually really good hope. Because yeah. they might be thinking, oh, hey, we messed up a little bit. Let's fix a little bit of things. Yeah. That, that gives hope. That gives promise. And just to make sure you all know, there is a third, or no, is it a fifth promo into uh, the GPs? For those that do not know, if you go to, if any of y'all by chance go to the Canadian one of... Uh, we said Ontaro and May 25th. Instead of the Blazer Gill and a Lightning Cave, you get a Blazer Gill and a Wind Magic Stone. Don't oh, know why they neat. chose a Wind Magic Stone. Something super no basic idea. at first. Yeah, and then, or well, what was it? A glint of Insight, my bad. I believe it was supposed to be a Glint of Insight. I don't know why they chose a Wind Magic Stone. Right. That that's kind of neat, though. Huh. Yeah. But that's up to you whether or not you wanted the glint or the wind magic stone. Fair enough. Mexico also got a GP this year, which is pretty cool. It is on June 15th at Plaza Atinas, and it is not paid invite, but it's still a GP in Mexico. So Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's four GPs that they've added into the, the GP like roster that weren't originally accounted for yeah but they've been taken away too they're balancing things out yeah yeah because they took away like two or three of them which totally sucked because those are the ones that we were going to go to as our channel yeah Yeah. but it is what it is we just we still got the uh one in august for glendale so yeah it will definitely be there one thing that is actually interesting for the uh for two of them in canada the ontario and the uh toronto one the entry free fee is free for those two only in canada really yeah i'm looking at the official huh. fowtcg website those two have an entry fee that is says free but the one in montreal is 25 a uh, cad huh. which i'm assuming that roughly translates to 25 dollars us that's crazy so if you ever did just live a couple blocks away if you live very close to the border or whatever just walk over get your free promos walk back there you go Done. wild yeah, yeah definitely impressed that they're getting free on this the the final main gp change is the new york gp got canceled uh due to miscommunication with the company and just all of that which i understand from a shop point of view because i i help run a shop here so i get it but in the same regard, it was just is it was rough all around. It's been a weird transition period, and I understand that it sucks for everyone. But it did get changed to Pennsylvania on May twenty fifth and twenty sixth in Bethlehem. So there is still a GP in May. 
it's just it's now in Pennsylvania instead of in Catskill, New York. So make yeah, sure so you check it out. Hopefully you can get your refund on those uh, New York tickets. <laughs> yeah, it sucks hopefully. for the people that already bought them, but it is what it is. Yeah. But that is the one of the tournament that is the tournament that you will get a win magic stone. Yeah. In the US. The, and the top players get a Lorite. Yeah, so I I don't know if it's worth it. I know Lorite could get banned. He's in one of the top promos. I know. That's, and every time a card got a top best. promo, it got banned. Yep. Happened to Leviathan. Happened can't remember the second one. But it happened there. <laughs> the best. I don't know. We'll and that's my birthday too. Oh yeah. Go. I changed it to my birthday. Nice. Alright. So willpower rewards. We got the second run of those. Trevor did not get his at all. No, Just... I'm still waiting on the company. <laughs> I, I've been waiting since like January. Yeah. But the new willpower rewards are like the second. If you put in points extra or you had VIP, you got the extra ones. They're cool. I'm glad I got some, but. But. Just kind don't of buy them. Yeah, don't like, buy them. So the front of them is Ubered. It's all black and white and it looks cool. And then the back is like you threw pastel colors at the card and see where it's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> Not really forming yeah. a like detailed picture of anything except for color. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's think... kind of cool, but Hanzo just looks like a weird green outline monster. Uh-huh. I somewhat feel like these are misprints. Like they were probably trying to do like actual like Ubers of the cards and one print run had the back full of that or several. And they were like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And then they decided to just ship it. Yeah. Like we're just going to ship it and say it's special. See how I it feel goes. like that's what they did. Because this does not look at all like any type of good quality. print. I don't even know who thought of this. And like approved like the it. front is the front's great so it's an actual uber yeah the back is bad i'd have been down for just straight ubers of those five rulers yeah it would have been perfect i don't know they're they're okay i don't think i'll really ever use them. i may use one just to show y'all on the channel yeah but they're just not just don't expect a whole lot from them because they're just not there in uh, my opinion uh -huh. They're cool. Glad I got them. But meh. But with that, we'll go to the new set. Because the new set looks pretty awesome so far. Awakening oh, of the yeah. Ancients. It's got some pretty wild stuff coming out. Yep. And uh, the, the promos, they're pretty cool so far. The buy box is the shoe, the ruler of air. The, the other two are... Arwen and Kara, Valkyrie of a Red Lance. Yeah, one of them currently we have not seen whether or not it'll actually be in the set, so it's a little iffy at the current moment, but we hope they don't do what they do with Time Spinning Witch. Yeah. Which would suck, but and that's the uh, Arwen. Hopefully yeah, she gets yeah. printed in the set and then everybody would be happy. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Um, but this set does look pretty fun. I think it's. I think it brings a lot for what the other rulers needed. 
I personally really like the uh, the new dragon rune thing for Fushai. It, I don't remember what it's called, but it costs like four if it's in from a rune area and it shoots a thing for eight and you go get a dragon and put it into play. Flame dragon think, summoning. Yeah, I think the card is really good. Not like super broken or anything, but I like it and I think it's something that he could definitely use, like utilize really well. Okay. And it's not Fushai's master or anything. It's not specific for him. No, it just it, has his name in him. it. Yeah. Huh. That seems okay. For sure. Could be decent. Definitely yeah. gets another choice. Another way to get his uh, four-drop dragon out. Dragon of Kunlun. Yeah, definitely. We still have a lot more to go on spoilers and stuff because the, the set doesn't come out for a little bit still. Mm-hmm. Um. So we still have some spoilers, but as of what we've seen, the three of us each have a card that we're like super stoked for so far. So I'm going to to go with mine, and mine is Kara, the Valkyrie of the Red Lance. That card, when I read it, I was like, they did not. It's like my favorite kind of card because it's just like a one drop 4-4, which is awesome stats. And you can pay a white, and it gains flying and first strike until the end of turn. Or you can pay a red, and it gets plus two, plus oh, and it's open-ended. So you're just like, paid six red, it gets plus 12, plus oh. I mean, it's a one-mana 4-4 that can gain flying and first strike. What's not to like about that? It's super good. The two different colors, though, kind of makes it a little meh. Because... We're in a set to where we can't really play two different colors too well. So I wonder if they're going to print a like a pseudo dual lane to help make that work. What if they bring back dual stones next, like in the next block? I hope they don't. I hope they, if they did, bring it back in a in a balanced way, not just free. Yeah, I agree with you. I would I would be okay with like a weird a weird dual stone. I I could see one that maybe taps for a white or light and then uh you can tap it to produce a fire and only use this for activated ability because there's a lot of cards that actually use fire and that would probably be pretty decent that would be pretty dope that'd be a balanced uh card same thing we have with speaking stone just in a slightly different way yeah what's yours trevor mine it's, it's a little difficult to depict between two of them, but the one I'm actually probably excited for is the Narlifotep, the Return of Chaos. It's a 2-5, two, 5-5. Two five, five, five. It's a Cthulhu Wonder. Wonder. The Wonder part makes me the most happiest because I get to make a Wonder Wonder deck and put her in there. She is... She, her abilities are you may play this card from your move area. So you can do lots of things to put her in your move area. You may pay you pay one more to play this card from your removed area. That's fine. You're doing decent. You can tap her, remove this card from the game, draw a card. So it's a reoccurring card that you can always draw a card with. Super good. To fire, remove this card from your graveyard from the game. Banish a firestone. Fi- banish a fire magic stone. Destroy a target resonator. I don't know about that ability. That seems a little meh. It probably late game when you desperately need to kill something and you're fine with getting rid of a firestone. But I don't know too too well 
on that ability. But the rest of the card I really enjoy. The art's amazing, and I definitely want to put her in a deck somewhere. Dude, that card is frontiers. awesome. It's so yeah. weird. It has a lot of things, and it's my favorite that you get constant card draw. You literally play her for two, remove her, turn three. You can just on tempo put her back out, and then draw another card if you want. I wouldn't recommend doing that because you kind of don't have a board state at that point, but you can. It's a thing. <laughs> it is a thing, and she yeah, is but, all about the chaos. Yeah, but it's it's a very good constant card draw for three for fire, and I think that's very valuable in the set currently. Because even if they by chance um, was it evil elemental uprising and remove your whole graveyard, you get to cast this from it. So it kind of gets around that. And I feel like it's going to be a very valuable card to play with. And the full art's going to be amazing. Yeah, full art is going to look sweet. And Cardo, what's your favorite card of the new set? I think so far what's been revealed, I like Freed from the Altar. It's a black chant rune, Divinity 1. It costs a darkness and 1, but you can pay 1 less to play it from your rune area. And you literally search your deck for a darkness resonator, reveal it, put it in your hand, and shuffle your deck. You lose 400 life, but that's what Darkness has been doing lately. And to literally just All that value. be like, turn one, go search for a John Dark. Turn two, play John Dark. Something like that, you know? Like, this card is ridiculous. Yeah, and with the Divinity 1, it equals out a lot of just the other Divinity numbers. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier for you to play uh, 10 Divinity in your deck. Yeah. Yeah, that is a pretty solid little uh, one-drop spell. The fact that you can have a toolbox creature deck with this card, just out of a whim, it's insane, I think. And even late game, if you didn't use it to go get something early, you can go get your Belial. Yeah, exactly. I'm taking four. And it's less mana-intensive than, was it uh, Army of Darkness? No, it's a movie. Demon Division. There <laughs> yeah, we there we go. That could also probably be a movie or a metal name somewhere. Possibly, but <laughs> it is one. It's if you play it from your rune deck, it's one less, and it's only to a resonator, and you lose four. But you have to think to yourself, I'm, I need mana. Do I really want to spend two mana, or do I want to spend one? Yeah, the one's more appealing. Oh yeah, definitely. Just just to set up a tempo play, pretty much. Yeah, I like it. I think it's. It's it's worth it, man. Yeah, I think that that card's gonna. I maybe it's one of these cards that won't see a lot of play, but we're gonna be playing with it and be like, "Yep, this people need to pick this up now." Oh, yeah. It's only an uncommon, which is awesome. But yeah, we there is a lot more cards coming out of the new set. We still are a little bit ways from the set even being released, so we're still getting new cards all the time. But those are our favorites for now. Uh. If you have any, if you have any favorites of yours that you want to talk to us about, send them on to us on Twitter, at Geetopia Island. We'll we'll gladly talk to you about them. We're uh we're excited for this new set. I hope you oh, all yeah. are as well. Oh yeah. And uh, with that, we just want to thank y'all guys for joining us over here at Forced by the Fireside, and uh, we would like to see y'all again next time. Later. Bye. Bye.